because I love the setting and setting inspires me to write a story. When I see a beautiful place, I'm like, oh, I've got to write a story there. I use everything about the setting to add into what can happen to my characters as they're, you know, overcoming the bad guys or trying to solve a mystery because there's always going to be something that comes in from nature that's going to affect them in some way. So it just adds to the adds to all of the drama. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. I cannot believe it's already February 2023. Wow, 2023 is off to a great start for me. A lot of you are downloading my podcast episodes, and I'm very grateful for that because I created this podcast for you. Those of you who love to listen to interviews with published authors, and those of you who are aspiring writers who need writing tips and encouragement, and maybe you are an established published author and you're just looking for a place about writing and all the joys that come and go with that. So welcome. Be sure to visit artbyruth.com to sign up for my newsletter because I'll be sending it out soon and you'll read about upcoming podcast interviews, my book projects like the release of my Seacam Prayer Journal, which is coming February 7th, and next month's Peter and the Dragon Forest Picture Book. That will be coming out soon. You'll learn more about Facebook Live events coming up as well, and book giveaways, of course. Of course, I always give away books each month from my podcast guests and my books and any other books I feel like giving away, so be sure to sign up at artbyruth.com. There's a lot of new books coming out from Ravel, so stay tuned. And today we're going to be listening to best-selling author Elizabeth Goddard talk about her new book that's coming out from Ravel. She is a USA Today best-selling and award-winning author of more than 50 novels. You're probably very familiar with her Rocky Mountain Courage series and Uncommon Justice series. Her books have sold over 1 million copies, and she is also a Carol Award winner and Reader's Choice Award winner. And I'm so honored that she took time out of her busy day to join me to discuss her new book, Cold Light of Day. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to best-selling author Elizabeth Goddard. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our Writer's Day podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today because we're going to be talking about those high-stakes thrillers books that I love to read, and we have the best-selling author, Elizabeth Goddard, with us today. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you. And you write these amazing stories that take readers on a thrill ride, and your latest book, Cold Light of Day is coming out soon. So thank you for joining me to talk about this new book. I'm excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into Cold Light of Day. Well, I uh, am originally from Texas, but I have done a lot of traveling in my 
um, job and then moving with my husband and his career. And um, I fell in love with all the different settings that I have seen um, around the country. And um, I just love to set my stories in adventurous, wonderful, beautiful settings. That um, I have four children that I homeschooled and they're all adults now. So you would think that I would have more time to focus on writing, but for some reason, it, <laughs> it's exactly the opposite. The adult <laughs> children take up more time. I don't know why. But um, anyway, I live now live in Washington State from Texas, but live in Washington State, so in the Pacific Northwest. Ooh, wow, that's a different climate than Texas. Yes. Ooh, yes. Did it take a while to get acclimated to it? Oh, I, I have um, actually, when I traveled in my 20s, uh, one of my favorite cities to visit when I would fly from Dallas was Seattle. Mm. Um, I just really loved uh, Mount Rainier in the distance. You know, it's just kind of, well, in the distance, it just seems like it's just right there. It was beautiful. And I, I love Texas. It's just the most amazing state in the world, but I do not like the heat. Mm. So I actually very much love the climate of the Pacific Northwest. Oh, sounds amazing. I've never been up to Washington State. I've only been as far north as Oregon. So <laughs> uh, on my bucket list is Seattle. I would <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's part of the Pacific Northwest. So yeah. And so you did a lot of traveling. Do you have like destinations that you haven't been to that are on your bucket list or? Um, well, I've, I've traveled to a lot of places. So, I mean, probably out, outside of the country. Yes. I would like to go to Scotland. I would like to go to Tuscany, different places like that. Um, South Africa. And you said you traveled for your job. What was your job? Um, I was a uh, software salesperson, exec, regional executive, and I had huge territory. So I just, um, yeah, I've been all over the country and all over Canada. Uh, just, yeah, it was fun traveling in my 20s. But then when I started having children, and you know, it's time to settle down. I couldn't really travel like that. Sure. And so had and that's you when all... I started writing. Sorry. I was going to say, had you always wanted to be a writer since you were young or? Oh, yes, definitely. That was always something inside of me. Um you know, I just, but I just didn't know that I could make a career of it. And I went to college and got my degree in computer science. Um, and again, was involved in software sales. But when I finally did settle down, or, you know, resigned from my job, just so I could stay home with my first child, that's when it came back to me that, you know, this is might be a good time for me to start looking at uh, my dream of writing. So I, that's what I did. That's great. How long was it from the time you started till you were published? A very long time. <laughs> <laughs> a really long time. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was, it took me quite a few years because there's a lot of uh, false starts, if you will, you know, just trying to figure out where you're going to, where I'm going to go, what am I going to do, what am I going to write, how to write. And that was when I first started, it was actually pretty much before the internet was like, we went to that for everything. Right. So I'm giving away my age here, but, <laughs> um, you know, so I even ordered like an online course from writer's digest and did all of that. Um, so a lot of false starts. So it wasn't until 2001 that I joined a writing organization called ACFW and mm -hmm. I got in a critique group and that really helped me to, um, to ground me and give me direction. But even then it was several more years because, you know, you've got to learn the craft, and you've got to make connections and network. And there's just so much 
to writing. You can't just decide one day, you know, for instance, you can't decide one day that you want to play the guitar and the next day you're playing in Carnegie Hall. You know, you, it takes practice. And it, so it took me quite a while to, to get where I wanted to go, but I didn't give up. I just kept on. Mm, that's the key, isn't it? To persist mm-hmm. and keep going through those rejections. And like you said, the fault starts, keep going. That's interesting. Wow. And since then, how many books have you written? <laughs> well, <laughs> over 50. And I, I was recently uh, thinking, I need to count that again, because it's probably approaching 60 or something, you know, because every year, I'm releasing more books. And it's been a while since I counted. Mm-hmm. So somewhere, somewhere in the 50s, you know, probably maybe close to 60. Mm, that is amazing. Congratulations. And you've Thank sold you. over 1 million copies. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, have you always written these romance suspense type thrillers? Is that the genre you've always written? Well, it's it's funny that I actually, yes, as far as being published, but I actually started when I was trying to become published, I actually um, was trying to get break into historical novels. <laughs> it's like a, a huge difference between what I'm writing now, but it was just kind of a journey. I think sometimes it takes a person a while, a writer a while to find their niche, to find mm-hmm. their voice. And my voice, after writing quite a bit of writing, um, I found really works well in the romantic suspense genre. I started out um, writing just sweet romances, but even my first sweet contemporary romance was, as far as being published, had a lot of mystery and suspense elements. And so that's when I kind of started going that direction because I also love to read romantic suspense. I was going to say, I wondered, is that what you prefer to read? That's interesting. Yeah, well, I I also loved originally historicals, but the historical novels I read had a lot of suspense in them. So I considered them to be kind of historical romantic suspense. So, um, uh, you know, you just have to figure out your voice. And sometimes it takes um, a lot of writing and even a lot of books before you can find your way. That's true. That is so true. Well, let's dive into Cold Light of Day. Tell us about this book. Well, this book, Cold Light of Day, is the first book in my Missing in Alaska series. And I was so thrilled when my editor was excited to hear about this idea that I proposed to her. Um, In book one, we have a police chief, Autumn Long, and she is struggling to keep her job, you know, just office politics. And I uh, really relied on a close uh, police officer friend to kind of, you know, give me some ideas on what can happen. And it's just fascinating. It was, I found it quite fascinating that no matter what your job is, you're always dealing with office politics. So mm. I thought it was a really fun thing to to throw in because here she is trying to keep her job. And then all of a sudden in her quiet little town set in Shadow Gap, Alaska, um, she starts having a lot of, uh, let's say, a crime wave. And the body count is rising. And enter the hero, Greer Brenner. He is a mysterious guy who showed up about four months ago. And he just seems to have a skill set that she really needs in her small town. She only, only has a couple of officers and um, there's a lot going on. And so he seems to be there at 
always at the right time, the right place with exactly what she needs. And so I really built on a mystery of who he is. Usually in, in stories, we want to kind of know who, who the hero is, what his background is, and so we can root for him. So this was a little bit of a challenge in um, writing the story and not telling the reader anything about him. <laughs> but I had fun with that. I had a lot of fun. And fortunately, I have learned that my reviewers and readers and my editor really loved, you know, just uh, believing in Greer and just showing his character, but not anything about his background. So that was kind of a mystery. And as the story, as the mystery builds, intrigue builds, and, um, you know, people are being killed. There's, you know, bombs and gunfire, everything that goes into this kind of a high stakes story bills. And we, and Autumn has to rely on Greer, uh, somebody she doesn't even know who he is. So um, it was a lot of fun to throw all the secrets in there and keep my readers guessing at every turn. I love doing that. That's great that you keep them in mind as you're writing and not divulging too much information. So they want to keep turning the page. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. And I like that male protagonist. So what's the, what's going to be the connecting element though, in the series, is it the town, the, the universe, or is it one character kind of going from book to book? I love, I love that you said universe <laughs> because I try to, yeah, I try to keep, actually, I try to connect all my actual series. They're all in the same universe, right? Where I bring a character from a past series into the next one. So um, all of what you said, actually, um, Shadow Gap is a fictional town set in Southeast Alaska um, that I modeled after Haynes, Alaska and Skagway. And it's in a fictional fjord. Um, I, I, the setting is an actual character. So um, Shadow Gap, the characters are all part of the series. Um, in book two, for instance, uh, the main character is Carrie James, who is the bush pilot out of book one. And then I bring in a character from my previous series from the book uh, Critical Alliance, my uh, detective uh, Trevor West is one of the side characters and I bring him in to be a main character in this book. So I try to tie them all together. And That's then um, in the third book, um, Autumn's Alaska State Trooper brother, Nolan Long, is the main character in that book. So yes, they're all tied together with characters and the setting. And I love to showcase the setting. And um, it really is a character in my books too, if you will. That's great. I love that. That's very clever the way you do that. And it's funny you mentioned the setting. I'm going to be doing a presentation about the importance of the setting of a story. So tell us why the the setting of Shadow Gap is so important and how it its own it's like its own character in your stories. Well, I it's kind of it's just kind of uh I don't actually set out to I intentionally do that, but mm -hmm. because I love the setting and setting inspires me to write a story. When I see a beautiful place, I'm like, oh, I've got to write a story there. So I think it just kind of naturally builds in. But, you know, when you're, you're having an environment or a setting, you've got mountains and fjords and glaciers and waterfalls and bad weather and good weather and mudslides, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. all of that can totally contribute to a story, especially if it's a suspense story. So I use everything about the setting to add into what can happen to my characters as they're, you know, overcoming the bad guys or trying to solve a mystery, because there's always going to be something that comes in from nature that's going to affect them in some way. So it just adds to the adds to all of the drama. That's great. I like that, the drama. So does sometimes the setting work against your main characters to make them have to fight harder? 
Oh, oh yeah. Is it like definitely. working with them sometimes to get away from the bad guy? <laughs> oh, it, well, <laughs> well, it more than it usually works against them because, you know, it's all about the conflict. And so they have to overcome and it's just one more thing to have to overcome. And that's how life is, right? Yes, exactly. It's just always something, right? It's always something. Yeah. And when I think of Alaska, uh, the the final frontier, I think, yeah, that's probably going to be a difficult place to live. <laughs> yes. Especially because well, I'm a desert rat. I think I would die there in the first five minutes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love writing about adventurous settings, but I don't really necessarily want to live there. I, um, I love mountains and I usually, I have uh, always have a, usually have some sort of scene, you know, like a, a scary mountain road. And I have to tell you, I cannot be on those mountain roads. I think I have an actual phobia, but I am just terrified to be on them, but I can write about them. <laughs> I hear you. They are scary. I lived in a small town in North Carolina and my drive to work passed a lot of those scary forest roads that were not lit. And like you, I would think, I'm glad to just drive past them. I would never want to go down those roads. But that's great, though, because they add that intrigue and mystery yes. to a story. Yeah, so exactly. Mm. Well, like I said, that's really clever that you're adding other characters from previous um, series that you've done. So your readers are, are going to mm. recognize that character. And now you're putting them in a different situation. That's really clever. I like that. That's inspiring for me because I write series too. But for kids, I do, you know, children's books. But mm -hmm. that is a great idea, though, to take a character from one series and plop them into a new series. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fun. And then, you know, a lot of times um, I don't like to leave my previous series. I would just love to stay in that story. So it's kind of a way for me to stay connected to my characters is yeah. just to bring them into this world. So That's we're all true. tied together. That's true. And readers, I think, appreciate that. And those of us who are writers, it's hard to say goodbye to a character that you spent, you know, 15 years with and all of a sudden yes. they're gone, yeah. you know? <laughs> exactly. And people who are not writers kind of look at us like we're crazy. You know, it's not a real person, but they just don't understand. It is to us. <laughs> no, for true. Well, that's neat. So this book comes out in February. What comes up next in the series? Um, Shadows at Dusk is uh, book two, and it is uh, the Bush pilot Carrie James story. And Detective Trevor West from Critical Alliance is coming to Alaska. So um, it is a uh, just a wild and crazy story. We're still we're working <laughs> on the the book cover. Ravel's working on the book cover now, and I know it's going to be an amazing cover, just like Cold Light of Day. So I am so excited for readers to to get their hands on this series and start reading because I had so much fun and I really pushed it to the edge, if you will. I pushed everything as far as I that I was allowed to go. <laughs> <laughs> go, you know, with all of the the suspense and intrigue and activity. Well, that is what your readers are looking for. So you do a good job of keeping them happy. So think of a writer who's in front of you who's really struggling to keep going on this crazy journey we call writing. And in your story, you talked about the theme of your characters having to dig deep no matter how hard things get, how would you encourage a writer who might be wanting to just give in? Well, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's gonna, you know, for me, it took many years. Uh, it's taken me actually two decades to get to this point. I would say 
Most writers have a burning desire inside of them and they're not ever going to give up. And so uh, you just have to take every day, one day at a time, one breath at a time, and you just never give up. You just keep trying and and know that it's a journey. It's just not something that's going to happen overnight for most of us. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to that rule and that there's overnight successes, but most of us, most of writers have been through a lot of rejection and it has taken them many years to um, consider themselves a success. So it's just a journey and just enjoy each phase of the journey where you are because at some point you're gonna be just really struggling with the deadlines and wondering why you ever wanted to be a writer. So (laughs) every place has its challenges. That's true, and you've had to overcome them along the way. And uh, what have you relied on the most to get you through those difficult times? Oh, well, all, all sorts of things, really. Just um, I have a lot of writing friends, for one thing, that I've uh, met at conferences. And I've, you know, I met them online, but then I would actually attend a conference once a year and then we I'd meet them. But um, I have friends that are also writers and we talk to each other daily. We encourage each other daily. Um, I vent to them and then they're always there to listen. And so I think that having, building, um, a tribe of people around you to help you to encourage you so you can share failures and rejections and share encouragement and so i think that's true of any part anything that we do in life is that we need connections and people that we can share with to help us through wise words indeed elizabeth goddard thank you so much for joining me today and readers you can find out more about her at elizabethgoddard.com and her social media links are on the webpage. And you can subscribe to her newsletter so that you can stay up to date with her new releases coming out like Cold Light of Day, book one (laughs) in her Missing in Alaska series. So Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I really had fun. Thank you. I appreciate all the good questions and conversation. Wasn't that great to listen to Elizabeth Goddard talk about her new book, Cold Light of Day, and about Alaska and how she does her research for her books? I know that I've been encouraged to continue on my writing journey after listening to her and her story. And I hope that you've been encouraged as well. Remember, try and write something every single day and always go forward on this writing journey one step at a time. And until next time, God bless. Bye.